Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters and honestly, just professional development. Every time I read that lately, I think it's not really financial matters. That's right. Here at UVA. Um, Someday we're changing the name. We are. And just know, wonderful listeners, that we're coming up on a year of finance matters. And so we're starting to think about things like that. But at any rate, again, whatever we're called for now or the future, I'm still Brandy Van Ormer. This is still Patty Marbury, and we're still happy to come to you today with a topic that hopefully will help you in review season. For us here in UVA Finance, anyway, it's review season, and we're starting to think about new goals, things that we did last year, what we have going forward. So we're talking today, um, it's a part one of a two-part series, um, starting with thinking about reviewing an employee, Mm -hmm. and then um, when we get together next time for the second part of this podcast, we'll talk about the actual review. So one step is preparation and thinking about rating an employee, and you can translate this, um, if you are not a manager, to thinking about yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, how you prepare. Um, And then the next one is the actual encounter and making the most of that. Um, We've talked a lot about how reviews shouldn't be a surprise, um, so it's not like you're waiting to get some kind of result on your performance. You should know a lot about that, or, and your employees should know how that stands. But it is a, really, a time that could be really useful. Right. Um, you could have some good conversations. It's dedicated time with you and your employee or you and your manager. So we really wanted to focus on how to make the most of that and mm-hmm. really see it as a, a development opportunity for both of you. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, you may be able to hear it in my voice, and Patty just had a little bit of a Sniff, sniffle. Sniffling. Tis the season. We're not sad. We're not sad. <laughs> it's it's uh, When you hear this, um, that we don't put anything in any order, so you may hear this long from now. Um, but it is the spring season where everybody has a cold right now because some days it's warm and lovely, mm-hmm. some days it's cold and gross. There's a lot of construction going on in our lot of, Yeah. And I just wonder how much. There's the a million reasons why we could be sniffling. We're blaming it on everything, but. Yes. <laughs> but just be glad you're not in the room with us. Um, there is no contagion that can pass through the airwaves. So, anyway, talking today about evaluating team members and rating performance. Mm-hmm. Patty, um, first of all, I think, list, I always just take this for granted that people know it, but listeners might not know the unique qualification that you have to talk about this. So tell us a little bit oh. more about your experience. Do I have a unique qualification? You are, man. Well, I'm a manager, mm-hmm. and I've been a manager for uh, total about nine years. Nice. And um, so I have some experience. I'm also a certified coach. And so that that's really what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, so, not that the other stuff isn't. Yeah. The, the managing is great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably made the most of your experience. Yes, uh, I've tried to. Yeah. Um, but I learn a lot. And so as a certified coach, I read a lot of articles and books and things like that. Um, my husband is also a certified coach, and so we talk a lot. Sounds 
really geeky, but we talk a lot about this stuff. I, so, so personally, I just giggle and think, so what is it like to be in a marriage with two coaches where you're like, let me just tell you how you could uh, maybe load that dishwasher a little bit better? <laughs> I'm going to have to put you on a pip. <laughs> so we talk about coaches, though, just to, just to be clear. We're talking about leadership coaching? Yes. <laughs> so um, so uh, I have no skills in coaching sports teams. So. Right. But, but you have also, as a leadership coach, you ha- and with your skill set, you have taken on the, the role of um, coach for our manager development program. Right. So yeah. I know on the, throughout some of our podcasts, we've talked about those common threads that you see running through a lot of managers' experience. Mm-hmm. And definitely for UVA Finance, um, we recognize that managers are often in a not, I mean, it's tough, but it's a very squeezed spot between right. yeah. doing their daily job roles and supervising someone and, and really helping to coach them along and develop mm-hmm. them. So we yeah. felt like this was an important topic. Yeah, so, so let's talk about, though, let's start this conversation by talking about shifting your mindset from being a judge to a coach. And we can talk a little bit about that, especially when we talk in the next podcast about preparing for the meeting and actually having the meeting. But it's good when you're starting to write your evaluations of people because um, I think in most work environments, and certainly here at UVA, we have a, a um, system where we have to, which we have to use to actually enter the information for an employee's evaluations. And so as you're thinking about ratings and things like that, it, can, it feels very judgy. It feels like you're... Um, like you're you're naturally in a judge uh, situation. It's like you're, where giving you're giving them a grade. Yeah. Right, you're giving them a grade. Yeah. It feels very much like a teacher would or a parent might with a child. It's a weird, puts you in a weird relationship with a Before with a, we were adult, talk, we um, hit the record colleague. button, you were telling me that it's, it's less like at a sporting event, you're less like the, um, the judges holding up 10, yeah. 9, yeah, 7.5. Like yeah. or something. I read and, an article that yeah. talked about that. That really and, was a good illustration right. because even, as you said, when you enter those ratings into work, Workday's our system, into the system you have to say, you know, exceeds, meets. Right, you, you yeah. are putting a judgment on it. Yeah. And so when you think about a judge at like a sporting event or something that has judges, um, then you're, you think about the judge um, as they're not invested in the person's performance, mm-hmm. they're just giving a rating. They're just giving a, uh, and they're know, just looking at one time, right? One time. They're mm-hmm. they're similar to, in some ways, our performance rating. We're we're looking at one period of time, but they're looking at one event. They don't they're, know the progression right. of the person. They they don't have any stake in it. Yep. They don't care if the person improves or not. Yep. They're just making a judgment about mm-hmm. that one period of time. That's not what we're doing as managers. So put yourself in the coach mindset. You, in go, using that analogy, the coach of the gymnastics team member or skater or whatever, is they, are, they have a strong relationship to the people and they, their sole purpose is to improve that person's performance. Yep. That's what they're there to do. And they've and been so, invested, like, up at 5 a.m. every morning at the practice. Right. And, right. Yep. and so while we're not sports coaches, we definitely need to put ourselves in the mindset of, of a coach, as, as in your sole purpose as a manager in this regard 
is to improve that person's performance. So if you go into the rating, um, into your work around rating your employees, think of it from that perspective. Yeah, it's, it's very clarifying. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that when we do record our podcast on the actual meeting. We'll come back to that. But um, just it's, it's helpful to think about that as you're going through, as you're you know, starting the, pr- the process. Um, so one of the things that as you're preparing to start entering your ratings and writing up your, your um, feedback for the employee or the team member is the things that you need to consider are um, you need to talk, think about what were the employee's goals, which will be in there, and you'll look at their goals for the last year. Um, look at what they say about themselves, so their self-evaluation. Find any documentation you may have from other people um, and make sure you're thinking about that and, um, and using that as part of your rating. And also any documentation you may have about their, their so feedback from other people mm-hmm. and also documentation you may have through, throughout the year about their performance. And then, um, and that's really it. You know, like the, those are all the things that you you need. Just like as you're preparing your taxes, you get all your stuff together. Yep. Um, to either prepare them or take them somewhere to get done. You need to when you're sitting down for um, to start working on your ratings. You need to make sure you have all the documentation and all the things that are that go into that. And if you're like me. You use your email for preparing for both of those things. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you collect, when you get your receipts for charitable giving, often that happens electronically, you suck it in a taxes you, folder right, in right, your email. Right, and right. when somebody sends you an email that says, hey, I wanted to thank you for um, allowing so-and-so, your direct report, yeah. to work on this project. He was great. He did this and this yeah. and this, blah, blah, blah. Good advice for future. Yeah. If you're not already doing that. Yeah, suck um, it in a folder. Yeah, make some folders about your your various because you'll your forget team. it don't think that you'll remember. right and as you get things put them mm-hmm. in those folders so that at your you know time for review it's easy enough to find that kind of stuff so if you haven't if you haven't done that for years past which like me you probably haven't um then maybe for ongoing future start doing that but even still just you can still you can even use that for conversations that you have right when somebody comes up to your office and says hey so and so did a great job just with document that. it yeah just email it to yeah. yourself yeah so um so that those are all the kinds of things that you need to be prepared or need to have when you prepare to go into actually sitting down and doing your ratings and um and then as i said shift your mindset from um kind of judge to coach and when you're thinking about being a coach the mm-hmm. whole idea is what can you do to help improve this employee or this team member's performance so think about it that way what can you do yep so um so so those are all the things you kind of need and then as you sit down and you start looking at the goals um and the employee self-evaluation that for each goal it's really important to highlight what they've done well mm-hmm and what improvement or 
I like to think of them as opportunities. Yes. Are needed. And so, and it's natural, right? It's again, it's hard to get in that off of that um, grading thing where you're yeah. like, okay, now I've looked at the good. Now I have to pick out all the bad. Mm-hmm. It's not a balance right. thing. It's more looking for those opportunities, the ones that matter. Right. You don't have to have an equal pile of both things. Right. And you don't have to, um, like, somehow, I don't know, I, I feel like sometimes people have to say, well, you did really great at this, but... Right, right. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't always need a qualification. Right, right. It doesn't always need a qualification. And, you know, kind of alternatively, you don't always have to have... Um, there, there might be more opportunities in some mm-hmm. areas than good things. And we so, are, we're all human, and we are all developing, so it's fine. Yeah, that makes so, sense. so in... You know, like to to your point, don't worry about trying to balance. Like, oh, I need to say five good things with if I if I give one bad, right. you know, or critical f- piece of feedback, I need to have five positive things to say about that. Don't do that. Resist that. Um, but just make sure you are truly yeah. highlighting the the good mm-hmm. and and also the sharing the opportunities or just are being prepared to discuss the opportunities with the employee and look at each goal that way. I feel like at this stage in our careers, we're all human adults who can tell when somebody's trying to say, to do like the sandwich method or something. Right, right. It, it doesn't feel <laughs> yeah, authentic, authentic or genuine. Yeah. It just doesn't. Um, but also when you're doing that, um, especially as you are looking for where improvements are needed or opportunities exist, um, look and recognize constraints that might be around that. So, Tell me more about that. Well, um, there might be a budget constraint around something. or oh, As to why they didn't fulfill a goal. Why Got they it. didn't fulfill a goal. Yep. Or um, it could be that, um, in, in my case, um, we had, it wasn't anybody on my team, but it was uh, something that we were waiting for from another um, team member. And... They couldn't do the work around this. Um, it was some some uh, IT sort of work, and they couldn't do the work around that because they needed to have a new server in place, mm-hmm. and so that was outside the the. Um, so you their didn't control. get you don't get dinged for failing on that. Right, <laughs> right. So so just keep that in mind, not only as you're reviewing and preparing your ratings and evaluations and stuff, but as you're looking to goals for the next year as well. Yep. Always recognize that con- the constraints that may be there. And, you know, to me that also speaks to the need to have a good, and for some of you this might make more sense too, in timing if you're not on the UVA or UVA finance schedule, uh, this speaks to having a good cycle of mid-year reviews. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think, technically speaking, a little late in the cycle. Right. So some people might be thinking more in terms of that mid-year yeah. review. And that what you're saying about needing some flexibility and yeah. that that speaks to the need to have a strong mid-year. Yeah, so we do have mid-year reviews and I would say even though we don't do ratings and mm-hmm. mid-year reviews, I'd say certainly do the, exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um as far as looking for opportunities. Cuz the year's a long time, right, to have a, an original goal and then come back to yeah. it. Yeah. Many things happen outside of your control and so, within it. Yeah. So looking at your mid-year reviews in the same way, um, getting into the coaching mindset, um, looking for opportunities, looking for what person's doing really well. And at the mid-year, it's great because 
you can say, oh, what you're doing really well, make sure you continue that. Mm -hmm. And here are the opportunities for you to get to that point with all these other areas. Right. Um, and so just kind of, and thinking in mind as you're helping the person determine the opportunities for improvement and, um, and um, opportunities to do something different or to get to the point where on a particular goal where you're like, okay, that's the like benchmark of where we want to be for that. Um, all along the way is what can you do to support the person to get there. Right. And so, um, so that's what we really mean by the being in the coaching mindset. And so I, I kind of think um, people, most people have probably heard of the SWOT analysis, but we'll that, think to it too. Yeah, that's appropriate here to think about the um, SWOT. Think of it as a SWOT analysis, where you think of the person's strengths what they're doing really well, weaknesses or opportunities, um, and then the, the threats um, where it would be the constraints. Got it. So in that sense, it's like the SWOT analysis. So in the, the run-up to this, we've had conversations, and as always, you're a thoughtful co-host, and you prepared some notes. I loved the Raider biases, Yeah. and since we're kind of coming up on time here, I thought it would be fun to talk about those, Yeah. because those are those unconscious things that you tend to do um, when you're evaluating individuals, your team. Yeah. It's, it's fun to think about. Right, and so the best thing to do with something that might be unconscious is to make sure that you're aware of them. Yes. And to avoid them. Yes. And so... Yeah, let's talk about some of those. Um, Hopefully by the time you listen to this, we'll also have a great podcast out about self-awareness. <laughs> yes, that's true. That, yeah. Lots so, of things in the um, So there's lots of biases um, that you may realize are happening or not um, when you're going into a rating. And so that's what we wanted to talk about. One is um, what's called, it's called different things and different, um, different people call it different things, but the cookie cutter effect. And so that would be rating all employees the same. And so... Um, I think about your team. You've got an awesome team. Right. Good job, good job, good job. Right. <laughs> stamp, stamp, stamp. Yeah. But, and, and, but that's a good point because it's very well possible that all your employees may end up with the same rating. Yeah. So what I'm not saying is make sure you have right. various ratings yeah, that's because not that thing. pushes you to do this like whole bell curve thing that may be appropriate or not appropriate. Yeah, but they may and get so, the math behind the great ratings maybe because of strengths and weaknesses in different ways. Right, yeah. right. So, um, so avoid rating all the employees the same. Um, if they end up being the same, it's okay, but just make sure you're focusing on the individual specific performance and not comparing each other right um, kind of similar is the um, contrast bias which is comparing an employee to another employee so not fair yeah not fair it's not fair to say not useful you know yeah. Sally is really great at this um, John is not as great at that and so having his rating be impacted because you think Sally is better at that mm -hmm. particular thing. So just as you're doing them, really be focused on the one individual that you're working on at the time. So, and then another also similar is the central tendency bias. And so that's especially if you have a rating system like ours. And by the way, I really don't like rating systems, but 
we we have what we have. So yep. um, um, if you have a rating system that has a central um, evaluate uh, central rating, right. like ours does, because mm-hmm. we have a five point scale, avoid just saying. Um, everybody gets a, a middle because I'm not willing to do. I'm going to be entirely non-committal. <laughs> right, and I'm, You're not, all fine. And it's I'm fine. not willing to provide the time and effort that it takes to work with somebody who may be getting lower than that on improving. And I'm not willing to take the time and effort that it may be that may take to justify giving the person the higher. So I'm just going to go down the, the middle and give everybody the same. And that happens so often. So avoid that. It does happen so often, and I'm thinking back way back so listeners don't think that like please don't reflect this on me as a person now but when I was the first time I ever taught um English 101 as like I think I was maybe 19 or something 19 or 20 there were sometimes there were papers that you were like well I mean they're doing a lot right they're got so much the two that's wrong I don't really know what to do with this and I'm not sure how to coach them and make this better because I'm so new and I don't like I've got 60 students in a yeah. full class load, 84B. I don't know. <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't do the central tendency. Well, <laughs> well to, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing that may happen, especially if somebody has a lot of ratings yeah. to do. You're really gung ho at the beginning. But by the time you get down to the end, you're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I'm just giving them the middle because I'm just too tired. But that's so, not, I mean, even when they're high performers, because I think that that could be a tendency too, you do dig in and spend more time with folks who need more coaching. Yeah. But the yeah. people who are already doing the things right, the tendency is sometimes to just say, great job, man, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, but they deserve that time and consideration yeah. as well. And so, it, while not really a bias, it's definitely something to consider as far as your energy level goes. Make sure if you have a lot of reviews to do that you don't just do them all in two days. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. Kind of spread it out so that you're not so that you have the same energy level as you go through the process. What so, about the recency effect? So that is um, that bias is letting either outstanding work or unsatisfactory work um, immediately prior to the review year Mm. impact that particular um, review. And so, again, as we said at the beginning, make sure you're clear on the time period. Right. And and, look at the whole time period. And look at the whole time period. So um, it also may be that a person had um, a really outstanding work just recent, mm-hmm. recently, so as you're going into writing the review and, and determining the rating, whereas maybe for the six months prior, eh, there were some issues. Mm-hmm. And so- You're just um, so happy that they finally pulled out the stops right. at the so last so make one. sure that yeah. last thing, so, so it's either immediately outside the time period or something that immediately happened prior to your doing this review. So make sure either negative or positive, it doesn't have um, an impact on your review. Make sure you're looking at the entire year of performance. Um, so that's the recent, that's what we mean by the recency effect. And then there's another, um, the halo or horns effect. I love that one. Yeah, so <laughs> either they're an angel or they're the devil. And so um, that is just the tendency to either overrate or underrate an employee based on one specific, situ- you know, one specific goal or one specific event or something that happened. So it's similar to the recency effect in that you're kind of focusing on one thing. Um, so to so make sure that's not 
happening. Um, and then there's a couple of other things. We, we managers have to focus on a lot of different things, but um, there's um, a similarity bias, which is that managers, and I think people tend to um, gravitate toward people who are similar to them. True. And um, and you, you kind of project some of your own, like right. your understanding of your own motivations. And right. And stuff. so that's um, kind of rating somebody higher that might be similar to you. And so just be aware of that. Um, and then it doesn't mean that a person similar to you doesn't necessarily deserve a higher rating, but make sure that it's not because they are similar to you that you're giving them a higher rating. Right. So that's the point. Um, association bias is, um, is similar to that in that it's um, make sure you're not rating a person based on who they you know, you may have either a positive or negative relationship with somebody else in the organization and they are associated with them. Maybe they're oh. best friends with yeah. or they go to lunch with them all the time or whatever and that you're not kind of projecting that onto So many possible ways yeah. to, if you're not paying attention to yourself, so many ways that you could yeah. stray a little bit. <laughs> and, and then one other one is the confirmation bias. And so it could be positive or negative. But we, as humans, have a natural tendency to, com- to confirm our p- perceived beliefs about somebody. Mm. So we think they're a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of belief, we may look for things to confirm that belief about them. And so just be aware of that, too, and make sure that that kind of, um, you're not looking for certain things to promote a certain preconceived belief that you have about somebody. All very good things yeah. to keep in mind. And, you know, you talked more at the beat. I'm glad we started off talking about the coaching mindset yeah. instead of being a judge. But that that's one of my key takeaways. But the other really great bit of practical advice that you dropped here at the end, just in your, your quick show notes, was um, sharing the evaluation with the employee prior to meeting. Yeah. So they really hear what you say, and you can really have conversation, and they're not staring at well, and reading the words, right? And trying to digest everything, and it just gives them a chance to, um, to um, digest what you mm-hmm. what you said, and they be able to come Prepared. clearly. Yes, you want them to talk to be, about it. You've worked all on this so hard. You want them yeah. to be able to prepare and have a great conversation. Bring your best, most prepared self. Yeah to this conversation so, it's so, important yeah share it in advance and actually share it and give them enough time before you schedule that meeting with them to come prepared to talk about it this is great advice anything that you want to throw out there as a last bit of info before we sign off for today I think I tried to cover I think we both deserve a high five for no sniffles sneezes or coughs not yet you don't know how many um, really strong men's I've been popping over here on my side of the table. <laughs> All right. So for our next podcast, we will switch over to the, the actual conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody's prepared now. And we'll talk about having the conversation and how to get the most out of that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Patty. Thank Thanks for a great conversation mm-hmm. today. Um, for listeners, you can read more about what finance is up to on the blog, uvafinance.blogspot.com. If you've got an idea for something that you'd like to hear us talk about or an expert that we could talk to, just give us a holler. You can email myself or Patty, or you can tweet us at UVA underscore finance. 
that's all for now. Until next time, 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 whatevs. Do good work because what you're doing matters. Thanks, y'all.